0: engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it now the end abortion podcast by priests for life welcome friends to praying for america father frank pavone here director of priests for life Uh, thank you for joining us we've been talking about some great policies biblically rooted some great accomplishments from the administration of President Trump, accomplishments that we can do again. We can have yet another administration filled with these historic accomplishments. And we're analyzing what these policies are that make for a better future for America. We know what the problems are, and uh, the the country continues to go in the wrong direction. And Biden said uh, after the election, it wasn't going to change anything. We're not going to change course. That's right, just keep on the path of destruction. But we're looking to the future. We're looking ahead. We're talking about the solutions. We're talking about policies that are not just in people's heads, policies that are being built up by the very people that served in the Trump administration. You may be familiar with the America First Policy Institute And uh, that is where people who were in President Trump's cabinet, people who were uh, running the different departments and getting these things done in the areas of their expertise are working as we speak right now to develop Policies that they can implement hit the ground running as soon as uh, either President Trump is back in office uh, or a Republican president who's ready to follow the America First policies. So we're going to continue to look at those tonight from the uh, perspective, continuing to talk from the perspective of health care, something that affects all of us, obviously, and our children. And uh, we're going to look at some of these uh, key. Policies and accomplishments that we've already uh, already enjoyed Let's go to the word of God uh, Isaiah chapter 1 oh, I also want to say a word, by the way, after we do our reading and prayer About the Twitter files that are being released And about, in particular, the light that they shed on um, uh, President Trump's uh, account uh, With uh, Twitter and all that happened with that But Isaiah chapter 1 says the following, starting in verse 16. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow though they are red as crimson they shall be white as wool if you are willing and obedient you will eat the best from the land let us pray father you want our health and you want our well-being you want us to take care of one another as this strong prophecy from isaiah says for in this passage You, O God, declare through your prophet that you will not even listen to the prayers of those who do not take care of the poor, the downtrodden, the oppressed, the fatherless, the widow, all those in need. And we know, Lord, so many are in need of good health care. So many are in need of your help and the help of your people to take care of their own bodies, their own physical well-being, that of their families. Lord, we ask, first of all, that your assistance come to them and that your people be active in their service of the sick. And Lord, secondly, we ask that you will help us and all our citizens to be wise when we elect our leaders, to be wise when we lobby them, to look at policies that will put the care of our health back into our own hands and the hands of the doctors we choose and not in the hands of government bureaucracy. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. And before we follow up on that very point, which I want to develop with you at some length, article caught my attention from Dick Morris. We talk about Dick regularly here on the program. I hope you've read his book, The Return. The Return, President Trump's great 2024 comeback. Dick wrote that book uh, some months ago, and we've been promoting that. But he wrote an article here that uh, concludes like this. A review of the internal decision-making history of Twitter, of Trump's ban on Twitter, shows a clear ideological bias that is wholly inconsistent with the express provisions Of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which is embodied in the terms of service agreement that every Twitter user has to accept in order to have access to the site. Now, note these words. It provides that no tech company may, quote, discriminate based on party or ideology. No tech company may discriminate based on party or ideology, and then Dick concludes his article by saying, except when Donald Trump is involved. Why does he come to that conclusion? It's not a long article. Let me, uh, let me skim through it for you. New information that's been revealed now in the fourth release of Twitter files, and thank you, Elon Musk, for the transparency that really should mark all our Conduct in uh, government, in business, in the church, in our respective organizations. We put a very high value on transparency here at Priests for Life. Um, What I do, for example, I do a daily diary uh, video. You can go to priestsforlife.org, which is our main site forward slash daily dash diary, org slash daily diary. I tell you everything I do every day from morning to night. And if I wake up in the middle of the night and do something, and tell you that too. It's all there. Because, you know, somebody especially who's in leadership and who asks for the support of people like you? Hey, join me in my efforts. Come on, we're going to get this done. We're going to get that done. And people f- p- come forward and they give of their time and they give of their resources. Well, the leader should be transparent about how in the world he's using his time and resources. So that's what what I do uh, in my own small way to advocate for transparency. But you know, transparency should mark our 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 efforts in organizations and ministries. Again, in businesses, in big tech companies in the church, and in the government. President Trump was the most transparent president that we've ever had. And the tweets, by the way, what we're talking about here, were one of the vehicles of this mega transparency. You want to know what somebody is thinking about something, how they're reacting to something, how they're feeling about something. Are they as happy as you are about a good development? Are they as angry as you are about an angering development? Well, his tweets let us know that. Now, of course, he's expressing himself on Truth Social, and I hope you have your Truth Social account. But back to the article. So new information revealed in the fourth release of the Twitter files documents how that Internet portal railroaded the former president and bent the rules to to force his removal from the site. January 6, 2021, President Trump sent a message over his Twitter account For rioters to go home and refrain from violence and that mirrored what he was saying on television as well nevertheless two days later twitter permanently banned him still sitting as president of the united states okay recently these released twitter files demonstrate that the decision to do that stemmed from what the internet journalist michael schellenberger called internal and external pressure from inside and outside twitter to ban him by the way exactly the same thing happens in the church i've been a victim of it myself where priests who are responsible to particular bishops are told you can't do this you can't do that come to find out those bishops are subject to pressure internal and external pressure i'm waiting for some of the uh democrats to confess that because i have absolutely no doubt that some of them have been involved by the way you failed all of you you failed okay you're not going to shut up this message no way no how not to the smallest little degree are you going to stop this message we're part of the greatest political movement in american history the greatest human rights movement in american history is the pro-life movement you're not going to stop this message no way Go ahead and dance, turn upside down, pull out your hair, set it on fire. I don't care. You're not going to stop the message. These people don't understand that, though. They, they, these, are, these are fascist, dictator-type, uh, uh, demented people. They, just, they don't understand anything, which is why they're not going to understand that they're not going to stop these messages, and which is why they're going to act in an insane manner, as they did and continue to do against President Trump and against all of us who support him and who support freedom. It's more than about one candidate, or it's it's about freedom. Okay, so they go ahead and they give in to this internal and external pressure to ban him. Now, specifically, Schellenberger reported that Twitter executives, quote, created justifications to ban Trump, sought a change of policy for Trump alone, distinct from other political leaders, and, quote, expressed no concern For the free speech or democracy implications of a ban. Of course they didn't express that. They don't have any. Important. President Reagan's OMB director is blowing the whistle. Warns of... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Ignore that. Part of the pressure to ban Trump came from former First Lady Michelle Obama. Their January 8th decision was based on specifically how... President Trump's tweets are being received and interpreted. This is very interesting. You know, um, when clergy are silenced or the, the, the failed attempt is made to silence them, the same kind of thing is said. Oh, but, you know, people people interpreted it this way or that way you know freedom of speech does not imp- depend on how somebody is going to interpret it as a matter of fact the reason it's protected speech is precisely that some people are going to interpret it in a way that makes them angry at you and wants to, uh, makes them want to try to shut you up that's precisely why the protection is needed and that's precisely why when it comes to proclaiming the gospel Scripture says, proclaim it in season and out of season, whether convenient or inconvenient, welcome or unwelcome. Proclaim it even to the point of getting crucified. Paul, um, so it goes on. In 2019, Twitter explicitly rejected suggestions that it should base its banning decisions on the way tweets are being received. Of course, because you can't control that. You can't be held responsible for something that you can't control. How somebody is going to receive or interpret something that you say, you're going to be subject to contradictory things. One person interprets something one way, one person interprets something some, some another way. You can't control that. You can't be responsible for that. Back then, Twitter said it did not attempt to determine all the potential interpretations of the content or its intent. Of course not. You can't. It's humanly impossible. However, then they went ahead and violated that policy Because what they said was that the reaction to President Trump's tweets, not the tweets themselves, the reaction to them was precisely the grounds for banning him from Twitter. Yeah, it's precisely the grounds for trying to tell some clergy they have to shut up. It's precisely the grounds for all kinds of people trying to tell other people that they should shut up. Fact of the matter is, they shouldn't. So, interesting article. Thank you, Dick Morris, for those uh, insights. Brothers and sisters, we have to be vigilant. We have to be vigilant against these infringements on our freedom. Okay, an America-first approach to health care. Now, in the last program last night, we talked about some of the biblical basis for uh, taking care of our health. Okay, we talked about Christian anthropology and the human being, being, body and soul together. How does this translate into specific policies for America? I want to put a few policies on the board. And then I want to hop to a website where we look at how we have achieved such policies under the recent administration of President Trump. Let's go over here and just mark down. By the way, as I've told you before, AmericaFirstPolicy.com is where you can find a lot of these things in greater detail. And I want to encourage you to uh, be connected with the America First Policy Institute. What would America First healthcare policies look like? Well. For example, protecting the most vulnerable, including seniors and people with pre-existing conditions. Pre-existing conditions. By the way, talking about the most vulnerable... Obviously, people in the first nine months of their life are the absolutely most vulnerable. And no health care policy should ever allow the killing of children, either after they are born or when they are in the womb. Unfortunately, right now, the Democrat health care vision is for more and more killing in the womb. This is not rhetoric. This is not exaggeration. The policy is to push for more and more killing of children in the womb. How is that health care? Not only is abortion not healthcare, abortion is not medicine. People want to talk about it as a medical procedure. Okay, you might want to legally characterize it that way, but just think about it this way: any kind of a healthcare intervention, whether you're talking about surgery or medicines is meant to help the body to do something it's supposed to do but it's having trouble doing Okay, You think about a clogged artery, Okay, the blood is trying to flow through, it's reaching a roadblock Well, you've got to clear the clog, again, either by surgery or by medication The body is trying to do what it's supposed to do and it's having some trouble doing it and so you go and you help it do what it's trying to do Abortion is just the opposite of that The body is, is nurturing that baby, the baby is growing it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do in the pregnant state. And abortion goes in and, 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 and stops that. Literally tearing the baby out in the process. That's health care. Since when it does a health care intervention, since when does a medical procedure destroy what the body is doing instead of help it? Since when? Can you give any other examples? There are none. The first rule of medicine is to do no harm. Abortion does nothing but harm. And secondly, you don't go in and have a medication or an intervention of surgery unless there's a medical indication. In other words, there's got to be some reason for giving a person the medicine or for going in there with a surgeon's knife. There's got to be a reason. What's the medical indication for abortion? What's the medical benefit of an abortion? Answer, there is none. There is none. Okay, so protecting the most vulnerable also includes protecting the unborn. Secondly, enhance access to trusted doctors and appropriate care. Enhance access. Make it easier to get to the doctors you prefer. Good policy, it seems to me. And appropriate care, enhanced access, okay. We're gonna see some of the ways President Trump fulfilled this. Third, increase affordable health plans. and alternative forms of coverage alternative forms of coverage increase that make sure they are affordable another america first policy related to healthcare individual control this is what we're in favor of remember as we said in last night's program you know medicine healthcare government itself economy all these big things exist for people not the other way around the person is always at the center therefore the person always has to be in 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 control when a doctor comes to you examines you of course with your permission doctor can't touch you without your permission first of all okay the doctor comes examines you does tests pre- you know, prescribes some medication or suggests some some surgical intervention or says, you know, you really need to do this. You're not some just some co- sort of passive recipient of that. He's not the only one making the decision, he or she. You're the one making the decision. You are an active participant. Every person, every patient is by definition at the center, the central actor, we should say, the central primary participant in the whole process of getting better in the whole process of healthcare it's not just oh i'm just there you know or whatever the doctor wants to do he or she does pushing me around this way that way no 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 you're an active participant active and informed about what's going on so promote individual control of healthcare not control by companies or by government bureaucracies, or even by the doctor. The doctor is not in the one in with absolute control here. Doctor is supposed to be helping you. Lower prescription drug prices. Self-explanatory. Lots of different ways to do that. President Trump did it in a lot of different ways, and then finally. Not that there aren't others, but these are just highlights. Promote transparent and upfront pricing. Go back and look at some of the Trump rallies, and he talks about this. He says, you know, how how many times do we have to We go for a medical procedure, and then all of a sudden we're getting all these things in the mail Oh, there was this cost. Oh, and there was that cost. Ooh, that's a big one. I didn't know about that. Oh, and then there was this other cost. Gee, that was unexpected. Oh, and this other one. Wow, that's a big surprise. Is this supposed to be like that? You get your procedure, you get your treatment, and all of a sudden, oh, it's a big surprise. All right, let's go back to the chair. I want to, I wanna just start. Let's jump to a website here, friends. We have a we have a site called prolifepresident.com now if you've been following me throughout past election seasons you know i've been pointing to this as it's a great place to see where you see the accomplishments of the trump administration so proipresident.com has a particular um, a series, well, there's a series of buttons, and one particular button is the summary of the Trump administration accomplishments put together by the administration itself. Let's jump. There's a certain section on that page there that I want to show you here, and we'll just read a little bit until uh, we have to go. Great health care for Americans. Okay, that's a whole section of this 51 page document of uh, accomplishments of the administration. And all of these are really just like chapter headings. I mean, because of each, for each of these, you could write a book about what it means and what it accomplished for the American people. Let me just read uh, the first uh, few elements here. So, so what the administration did was to empower American patients by expanding greatly health care choice, transparency, and affordability. All right, themes we've already hit on. Let's read. Eliminated the Obamacare individual mandate. A financial relief to low and middle income households that made up nearly 80% of the families who paid the penalty for not wanting to purchase health insurance, getting rid of that individual mandate. That was a big and important accomplishment. Secondly, increased choice for consumers by promoting competition in the individual health insurance market, leading to what? Lower premiums for three years in a row. Again, we don't want government being in control. Let there be a free market and uh, more choices for consumers because this will promote competition and lead to lower premiums. Okay, third, under the Trump administration, more than 90% of the counties have multiple options on the individual insurance market to choose from, okay. Uh, 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 simply an expansion of the point we just made offered association health plans now these allow employers to pool together and offer more affordable quality health coverage to their employees at up to 30 percent lower cost next item increased availability of short-term limited duration health plans which can cost up to 60% less than traditional ones, giving Americans, again, more flexibility to choose plans that suit their needs. Why should it be a one-size-fits-all? Why should it be something imposed? It shouldn't. There's no rationale for that. Expanded health reimbursement arrangements, allowing millions of Americans to be able to shop for a plan of their choice on the individual market and then have their employer cover the cost. Expand the options. You see the theme running through this. These are not just proposals. These were actual accomplishments in the Trump administration. The administration added, next point, 2100 new Medicare Advantage plan options since 2017, a 76% increase. What it also did was it lowered Medicare Advantage premiums by 34% nationwide to the lowest level in 14 years. Medicare health plan premium savings for beneficiaries have totaled nearly $1.5 billion since 2017. Those are the savings. The Trump administration improved access to tax-free health savings accounts for individuals with cr- chronic conditions. It eliminated costly Obamacare taxes, including the health insurance tax, the medical device tax, and the Cadillac tax. All these different kinds of taxes, all these different names, many of us don't even know the details of what these are. Trump administration eliminated these 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 uh, costly taxes. Worked with states to create more flexibility and relief from oppressive Obamacare regulations, including reinsurance waivers to help lower premiums. Released legislative principles to end surprise medical billing, all right, like we were just talking about. Finalized requirements for unprecedented price transparency. Tell us what it costs. Price transparency from hospitals and insurance companies so patients know what the cost is before they receive the care. Wow, what a novel concept. President Trump did this. Took action to require that hospitals make the prices they negotiate with insurers publicly available and easily accessible online. Improved patient access to their health data by penalizing hospitals and causing clinicians to lose their incentive payments if they do not comply. Let me see my health data. Expanded access to telehealth, especially in rural and underserved communities. And finally, increased Medicare payments to rural hospitals to stem a decade of rising closures and deliver enhanced access to care in rural areas. Now friends, that's again, ProLifePresident.com. You can go to that website. That's all I'm gonna read right now. That's just one part of one section of this 51-page document. You can download it today and and read through it and spread it and share it, and share the link to it, ProLifePresident.com, that shows that America First healthcare policies that put the control in your hands and in your doctor's hands, that give you more choice, more flexibility, more transparency, more service, are not only more sensible, They're doable. They're doable. And the people who did it once can do it again. This is what we have to aim for. Let's pray. Father, we pray for all doctors. We pray for the doctors that currently are serving us and our families. We pray for their assistance. We pray for nurses. We pray for physicians' assistance. We pray for all those in the medical field. We pray for medical students. We pray for, Lord, all those who are involved in pharmacies, the pharmaceutical industry. Lord, may, besides their technical skill, may these men and women have spiritual skill. We pray for an outpouring of spiritual skill, by which we mean, Lord God, the ability, the ability to reject greed, power, lust for, and hunger for control. Lord, give them all, and so many of them already have this, increase it, the spirit of service, that they realize that they're not in this for themselves, that the whole purpose of what they do is to serve your people, O God, the very people that your son has come to serve and to give his life as a ransom for the many. Fill us with the spirit of service. Fill, in fact, with the spirit of service, not only those in the medical profession, but all those in business and all those in politics, all those in government. Service to your people, may it always come first. Give us the spiritual skill to keep growing on that path and avoid any temptation to the opposite. And we pray now Thank you, friends, for joining me. Spread the word about this program. We'll continue on this tomorrow night. And uh, meanwhile, let's stay connected on social media. You can find me at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.